Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Thursday, February 9th, and the year's 2023. I had to check anymore. Nothing would surprise me. I'll wake up one morning, I'll roll over, and the alarm will go beep, beep, beep. I'll look over and go, wow, nice day. Step out, and there'll be like an alien landscape. Oh, wait, that's what happens every day. Fantastic. Yeah, alien landscape everywhere, because like every single day we're going through some new time portal. Insanity, I'm telling you. Patriots, before we get going, I want to make sure that you're ready to get going, too. Like, buckle up, arm up, be ready for the crazies. You know how passionate I am about our Constitution and especially the Second Amendment, but just as passionate about being responsible and protecting my family. I discovered the perfect way to train with your firearm in the comfort of your own home and continue to improve your skills. It's called iTarget Pro, and this system is a game changer for me. All I did was download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into my firearm, and start training. The system develops muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. Right now, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com. With the cost of ammo through the roof, this is the perfect solution for you. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com. The offer code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. This is something you definitely need. Oh, yes. iTargetPro. I, I haven't tried it because I don't have a cat, but I wonder if the kitties like it. Like you shoot a little laser dot and they go running across the floor. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. Hey, listen to this one. Top watch retailer shares are crashing as the Rolex bubble deflates. Now, why is that a big deal? Because when things like that which are luxury goods, start to implode. That means the rich, the uber-wealthy, aren't so uber-wealthy anymore. They're getting concerned, and they're not able to maintain life as it was. So that's an indication that things continue to be shaken up in the market. Be aware, folks. It is coming, and it's not playing around, but it's there. Of course, we have the FBI is saying that there's going to be possible criminal charges over the Chinese balloon invasion. So I'm going to read you something here. This kind of lets you think about this. NASA places a $56.5 million order for five-year supply of helium. That was in 2009. NASA awards two contracts to supply gaseous liquid helium. That was in 2022. Interesting. It's almost like that balloon. Just imagine this for a minute. Just walk with me in the fantasy world of Bard's Nation for just a second. Just imagine that all these years that we've been seeing these rockets go to space, we think it's space. All these years we've been told that there's all these satellites up in the sky. They've actually been floating on helium balloons. And when we hear about something crash landing to Earth or we hear about junk in space, Whatever is keeping it up there is keeping it up there. But then suddenly one falls from the sky, kind of like the Truman Show. And as it descends from the sky and it's like, hmm, what are we going to say to this? What are we going to say about this new balloon that they're not supposed to know about that actually has a spy satellite on it because we actually don't have rockets that are going to space? And so would you blame it on China? This is just an imaginary story, of course. And then the Chinese, which, of course, would never, ever, ever in their entire life, never, ever, ever in their entire life 
admit to having a spy satellite over anywhere because that would be giving away their plausible deniability. Come out forward and say to the world, guess what, people? We did have a, a spy satellite and the United States was wrong for shooting it down. <laughs> Could you imagine what would happen to the world if they said, hey, world, uh, by the way, that was actually one of our satellites. So we don't have satellites in orbit. We have satellites hanging from balloons. Hmm. <laughs> you think that would cause a cascade of wake up? They suddenly found themselves in a bit of a problem, I'd say. This is what we would say in uh, slang term. You got your nuts in a vice. And so as it squeezes, they're like, ah, uh, uh, Chinese spy satellite. Durka, 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 Muhammad Jihad. <laughs> and there we go. I'm telling you. I'm sure... But I'm sure that's just a straight-up fantasy story out of the conspiratorial thoughts of bards. But here's another one for you. You know, I've told you that there's clones, but of course people say, no, there can't be clones. And I get this all the time. Dude, stop it because clones can't possibly be around. They don't have a spirit or a soul, whatever people tell me. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then today in the Daily Mail, amazing. It says, human clones purposely grown to give people spare parts like hearts, lungs, livers, could be the key to living forever, experts say. Now, this is what I know about headlines like this. If they're talking about it, they're covering their butt because they're already doing it. And they've been doing it for a very long time. So just saying here, folks, for those of you that be, are the clone skeptics, you don't think it's been happening? Okay. You can hang out there with the uh, with the people that landed on the moon and say, that was real. I swear it was real because I saw the photograph of them returning to Earth and no man was left behind. And yet someone took a great photograph and they sent it to Earth when we couldn't even have a cell phone. But it's okay. We were talking there. It's okay. It's good. <laughs> we are in the biggest lie you can possibly imagine. And it makes matters even better. The Pentagon has decided that the better way to handle digital security is to create what they call the Zero Trust Network. And what this means is that everybody is suspected of being the enemy. Therefore, you only get to know what you need to know for the length of time you need to know it. And then they cut off your access. So it means that there's only going to be a handful of people that really know what's really going on. And everybody else will be left in the dark because everybody else is suspect of being a cyber spy. I'm sure that's going to work out really well. I'm sure we won't have any problem with consolidation of power, misuse of, of funds, or anything else. But I do want to say I'm very proud. I, and we do need a T-shirt. I just saw this in chat. This is great. We need a t-shirt. I'll have to talk to Bear. I am the enemy. I think that's good. I believe in God. I am the enemy. All right, Patriots. It's 11 minutes after the hour. Time to raise some prayers for some spiritual warfare. Let's go. Father God, I want to thank you today. Blessed to be here. Blessed to be with you. Blessed to be together in this fellowship across the world. And Father God, we are truly in an amazing period of time, which we need to be mentioning to ourselves every day. For as we speak words, words can become flesh, and we need to be reminding ourselves of how powerful and amazing and beautiful this moment in time is that we live. 
We are in a, such an incredible period where we're able to start seeing the lies and they're coming forward and they can't be stopped. Day after day after day, there is more truth being revealed. And as we lean into you, we lean into the eyes that can see and we lean in with discernment, those things, those questions that we just never really wanted to ask and then when we start asking them again, truth becomes revealed. Father, you've blessed us with an amazing period of time when we are able to start to really see truth through the veil, see into the matrix, and be able to use that as a discernment to separate ourselves. Today, our prayer is really focused on those that are still walking in darkness. It's a painful time in this place. Painful time because we do care for one another. And as much as we rant and rave about the nonsense that we have to put up with, with those that are walking in blindness and in darkness, we do extend our deep prayers for them. We extend the prayers to have them continue to have their eyes opened. We extend prayers for those that are now awakening to the damage that has been done by decisions they've, they've made, for example, with the shot, or worse, if there's worse, but worse of being of admitting to or agreeing to mutilation of the body because some devilish fool convince them to cut off their genitals or reroute their plumbing. Father, this is not a this is not a pleasant part of the time that we live. It's a very humbling part when we look around at the casualties of this war. Yesterday, Father, I read a piece about the 19%. Essentially, as we've come to understand now, there's about 19% of this population and we're part of it, that didn't take the injection, that stayed away from the temptations, one of the greatest, most vicious wars ever declared on the human mind. Decades, decades spent analyzing us, understanding our behaviors, understanding how to seed fear, how to plant informational parasites. Decades of trying to build strategies, testing strategies through advertising and marketing, and various other forms of coercion, decades of manipulating with frequencies, all of these things to force us to a critical mass point where we would all concede with our free will to roll up our sleeves and inject a deadly weapon into our bodies. A weapon that was designed by our government, a weapon that was designed by our Pentagon, a weapon that was designed by our pharma companies, and all the people involved complicitly agreeing to kill off humanity for their own benefit. That's a darkness and an evil, that a justice that needs to be delivered that can only be delivered by the guidance of your hand. But that said, Father, in this 19% in which we sit, there's two prayers that I want to focus on today. One is our humility. Not to coo about the success or the saving of our lives that have we've endured, but rather to be grateful to you for leading us to this point where we can truly sit, truly humble before you, knowing that our trust in you led us to a place that kept us safe, a true exodus. But Father, as we know, where much is given, much is asked. And today this prayer is also for that much is asked. Whether spoken or unspoken, we know in our hearts that our obligation now is to pray and to seek to heal those that have been damaged by the vax. 
May we seek that path, all of us, willfully, enthusiastically, and passionately to heal those who come across our paths, to set aside the ridiculousness of decisions. There is an accountability that the truth brings that we're now opening our eyes to to realize that truth itself is a form of justice. This is a unbelievable moment where so much truth is now being presented before people that they must confront a decision that they've made, whether they want to or not. The fact is the truth before them makes them realize that they made a decision that could have destroyed their lives. And evidence of that is starting to percolate up. And for those that are able to see that truth, and even for those that aren't, may we have the blessing to heal. Father, we have this place of Scripture that we're reminded with Jesus when he's healed and raised the dead, that that in the act alone can bring them to Christ. Let us be focused on the process of healing, not on whether the person is arrived to walk with Christ or not. Let us focus on the actions that will bring people closer to you. And let us be the givers of healing and the givers of love in that process. Let us be the deliverers of hope through faith. Hands-on healing, casting out demons, raising the dead. The taskings that were put before us and the possibilities to do greater works than he. Father, we pray for that. We pray for that with a humble heart. We pray for that understanding that where we've arrived, what we've been given, we should, we should be asking, how much more can you ask? So, Father, we ask today, how much more, Father, can we do? Guide us, lead us, push us to that next level, higher, farther, wider, so that we can be amazing disciples in your realm, the amazing disciples within your body of Christ. Guide us, Father, in these times. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I guess yesterday... I don't know what show it was on. I misspoke something. And I, I just want to make a point of this. First of all, it was a misspeak. Someone's, I guess I said something about praying for the dead. And what it was intended to say was praying for being able to raise the dead. So I misspoke, openly own that. I would just say this. I appreciate the quick catches and criticisms that I get when I make a mistake. But doggone, folks, I do hope that for all the time that you find my mistakes, and I make plenty, I am human. I don't know if anybody knows that. I'm not a lizard head, I'm not a clone, and I am definitely human. But I hope that you're equally spending time talking to Father and being accountable in your own lives, okay? I'm not saying you're not, but it's sure quick to throw stones, and I'm, I'm, I receive them. I really do. I am a little surprised at times how even the littlest of wording areas caught by everybody. I'm impressed. I thank you for that because it makes me stronger. It makes me better. makes us all better. But also make sure and hold yourself to the same standard. That's all I say. This is not, I'm not even, I'm not complaining, not rebuking, nothing. I'm just making the comment that very quick for us to throw stones. 
but I do appreciate the comments that come in because if I make a mistake, I'll own it. You should know that. And we all make them. And I did yesterday. That was not a, an intentional. In fact, when I said it, I, I didn't go back and listen to it. I should have gone back. I didn't, but I thought I'd said it wrong. But anyway, that said, so we, we have clones now. We have the potential of having helium balloon satellites. We have a distrust network that the Pentagon wants to set up. Nord Stream Pipeline is now being determined that we did it. There's a shocker for you. Here's one from Todd Callender, really interesting attorney. Take a listen to this. Well, I found out yesterday um, that a gentleman by the name of Pascal Najati in Switzerland was able to get convinced the Swiss attorney general of the nation to prosecute the Swiss president and the minister of health for abuse of process. There are two other criminal defendants um, that are sealed at this moment in time. But the president himself and the minister of health are under investigation, indictment, and prosecution by the Swiss attorney general. It's the first criminal complaint anywhere on the planet that has legs. This is the first time anywhere that anybody's been charged with these crimes. And it happened in Switzerland. I just heard about it yesterday. I'm also working with um, a royal family in Southeast Asia who had one of their family members killed. Um, they are able by virtue of their lineage and power in that country to convene their own war crimes tribunal. So we're, we're pursuing that outside of the United States because we can't get anything done inside the United States. The tide has changed. It's really changed. And now you're going to see the flood, floodgates open. These are universal jurisdiction crimes, which means that if Switzerland wanted to prosecute our president, they would not only have the ability to do that and do that in absentia, they would have the ability to sentence and actually carry out that sentence uh, in, in absentia, meaning the extraterritorially. If they were able to find a treaty partner, they could go and grab whoever it is responsible, bring them back to Switzerland for the, the execution, if that's what the sentence was. This is a big deal. This is a huge deal. The first sovereign to do this. Really big news and good news indeed. Hey, Patriots, I just realized that I made a mistake today. I had promised that we were going to do prayers for people's needs on Thursday, and it didn't happen, in part because I didn't remind everybody and we didn't consolidate prayers. So what we're going to do is we're going to shift that from going forward to Fridays, and I'm going to just drop this one on because Nikki doesn't even know I'm going to do it, our, our great mod. I want um, She's got a prayer group that she teaches on Telegram. So uh, get your prayer requests over there, and she'll get them to me. And then we can consolidate prayer requests for Friday's Bard's uh, Bended Knee, and we'll do that going forward. So I think that's fair. I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> you don't get a choice. I just decided. Funny how that happens, right? It's like, oh, <laughs> guess what? I made the decision, and uh, you get it. There you go. No problem. No, that was pretty good with, with Todd Callender. Really good stuff. So, again, I just want to reiterate that. I've got two parallel thoughts going here. Great comments by Todd Callender. Amazing stuff that's starting to happen because the attorneys have not stopped. The, the core of attorneys, there's other great people in this fight as well, moving this along, obviously. Um, and then to the prayer thing, personal prayers of people needing prayers or asking for prayers, that will now be on Fridays, which is really good because that leads us into the weekend a nice way to close out the week. So that'll be starting tomorrow, which today should have been the second week we did that. Tomorrow will be the second week. So that's clear. All right, so 
there is another piece I wanted to play for you here in a second. I don't know if any of you know who Clay Higgins is. Now, Clay Higgins is from Louisiana. And I I happen to know Clay a little bit. I knew his campaign manager, I should say it that way. I didn't know Clay personally. But I helped Clay's campaign a bit in 2016. I liked him. He was a he's a sheriff down there and he ran a good media program to go after the drug dealers. And when he when he won in 2016, I went down to the presidential inauguration and instead of going into the inauguration, I spent my time kind of on the outside seeing what was going on, seeing all the crazy nut jobs and so forth. But I ended up going to his office and visiting his staffer, his campaign manager there. And here's the thing about Clay, and I have a lot of respect for him. When he came to D.C., he did not have money to go rent a big house or anything. So he was literally, he's, they're all given a, a office, the house members are. So he got a mattress, and he threw the mattress down on the floor in his office, and that's where he slept until he got his first paycheck. They um, don't pay them for like 90 days once they get elected. So this is right where this opportunity is where the, they get vulturized. They come in. They don't have any money. They can't use their campaign funds for this. And then, of course, what happens? They come in and like, hey, why don't you join me for a party over here? And then the next thing they know, they're like, oops, we got some pictures of you with a little boy. You didn't know we slipped a roofie in your drink last night. But here's the answer to this. We'll give you all the money you need, a nice house. Just remember that when we call in the favor, that's what you have to do. To my knowledge, that has never happened to Clay. He's survived in D.C. And it's a two-year, as a congressman, which gets reelected every two years. It's a big statement. So just wanted to play this little piece of dog eating raw meat right here. It was pretty good. Mr. Jordan here momentarily. But um, for the record, Mr. Baker, Ms. Gotti, Mr. Roth, Mr. Navaroli, are you here under the advice of counsel, and do you have counsel present? Yes, sir. That was a yes? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I do. Yes, I was subpoenaed. That's good to know. I'm glad you all have counsel present. Mr. Chairman, for the uh, for submission for the record, I'd like consent to submit the Twitter files dated uh, December the 8th, posted by the New York Post regarding the suppression of conservative commentators. Like that submitted. Without objection, to ordered. Mr. Chairman, thank you. I'd like to also submit for the record a timeline of uh, events with cited sources outlining strong evidence of the Biden family organized criminal actions would certainly indicate that we've crossed the threshold of reasonable suspicion. I'd like this timeline submitted for the record. Excuse me, Mr. Chairman, uh, just, where is that from, that timeline? Timeline in my hand, boss. I'll, uh, I'll get it to you shortly. Um, bottom line is that the FBI had the Biden crime family laptop for a year. They knew it was leaking. They knew it would hurt the Biden campaign. So the FBI used its relationship with Twitter to suppress criminal evidence being revealed about Joe Biden one month before the 2020 election. You, ladies and gentlemen, interfered with the United States of America 2020 presidential election, knowingly and willingly. That's the bad news. It's going to get worse because this is the investigation part. Later comes the arrest part. 
your attorneys are familiar with that. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to spend five hours with these ladies and gentlemen doing depositions surely yet to come. But for right now, I'll yield the balance of my time to my... I like Clay so much. He's awesome. And what you end up here is with a moment where you could just imagine these little gay Twinkies down there that are just like, who is this guy? He's just some dude from Louisiana. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's right. He's crawfish, probably some gumbo. And he's about ready to give you a smackdown with a cast iron skillet like you've never had before. And it's going to hurt very bad. Clay is also um, was a sheriff, so he understands about the investigative process. And if you listen to his wording, he's very familiar with what establishes case law. And that's important. We don't have enough congressmen that have that field experience. So I would say that if you, get a, if you want to send somebody an encouraging note... Clay Higgins, he's one to send an encouraging note to. Good congressman. And I, I have liked him from the beginning. I'm full endorsement for him now, and I just want to see him succeed massively. And I would love to be there when he did his five hours of deposition. That would be epic. Patriots, I have Brighty on TV in 30 minutes, which you're welcome to join me there. Otherwise, we'll see you tonight. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM or in 30 minutes for Brighty on TV. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. 
This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 